0: is going on everybody welcome to the show another friday another episode of why are we bullish got a killer panel today very excited to have everybody here to share share the friday share the weekend um welcome to everybody in the chat shout out to number one fan of the show david wong he's here every week he hates bitcoin but wants to keep coming back and tell us how wrong we are so david thank you never change keep coming uh, we're gonna kick this one off. This is gonna be a lot of fun. Very much looking forward to this. Of course, this is live. Anything can happen, so before we get started, I defer to my friend Bill here. We'll do it live. Okay. Oh. No. We'll do it live! Fuck <laughs> it! Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it
1: live! And <laughs> fucking thing sucks!
0: If you have not already, please do like, subscribe, share. All those things, they really help a ton in getting this content in front of more eyeballs. I am Ben with the BTC Sessions. This is your daily session. HODL Bitcoin. Before we bring in our guests, let's take a look at where we are in the market right now. This is TimeChainStats.com. We're sitting at $27,903 per coin. A single U.S. dollar will pick you up. Uh, 3,584 sats. Uh, In terms of fees, you're looking at 29 sats per byte for next block. If you're willing to wait a little bit, 11 sats per byte should do you. But of course, use RBF, Lightning, whatever you need to do. Uh, And in terms of Bitcoin already mined 92.091% of them, that means that there are 19.339 million Bitcoin mined and only 1.66 million Bitcoin to go uh shout out to sponsors of the show hodlhodl.com if you're looking to stack sats and you've got a few priorities in mind namely peer-to-peer transactions instant self-custody non-kyc you don't need to give up all your personal information HuddleHuddle could be for you very very easy to sign up nothing more than an email address required and uh, you'll be stacking non-kyc sats in minutes, Uh, easy to navigate dashboard, by the way, simply scroll down, choose your currency, choose your payment method and amount, and start viewing offers and trading right away. They also do have a peer-to-peer lending platform in which nothing is ever rehypothecated, so you can check that out as well. Links are down below. Now, when you do get your hands on some non-KYC sats, you're gonna wanna store them in the best damn hardware on the market. I love everything that CoinKite's doing. In particular, the Mark IV is absolutely badass. it's a beast. So if you haven't played with a cold card before, uh, you gotta check it out. But they have tons of great stuff over at CoinKite. They got the Tap Signer, the Sats Card, the Block Clocks, the Open Dimes, everything. And coming down the pipe really soon, the Cold Card Q1. You can reserve it now. It looks, it looks beastly. It looks incredible. So uh, check them out, CoinKite.com. You can use code BTC Sessions for five percent off everything there. Now, if you do want to go beyond just a single sig uh, security option you can dive into multi-sig and nunchuck is knocking it out of the park with everything multi-sig you can set up your own multi-sig setup or you can dive in and use their Honey Badger, uh, which is an assisted multi sig setup with built in inheritance planning. So, very simple, everything via mobile. It works very easily with things like the tap signer and the cold card and a ton of other hardware options. Um, but it walks you through every step of the way, very easy to set up. You can make sure that your next of kin is going to, you could, that huge weight off your shoulders knowing your next of kin are going to get the sats they're entitled to. And one of my favorite things about it, also non-KYC, you don't have to give up your personal information to have it sitting in a database and you still have the comfort of knowing uh, the people that deserve your sats are going to get them. Uh, So yeah, check them out, nunchuck.io and check out the Honey Badger plan uh, if you're so inclined. And finally, last shout out of the day, Start9 Labs, your sovereign computing solution. I love these guys. I've done a full video on how to set up your own node, your full Bitcoin stack, Bitcoin Core, Lightning, Mempool.space, Join Market, all that great stuff. Also, hosting your own data, passwords, files, photos. You can even run Nostra relays and Nostra clients on this thing. It is a beast. Uh, be sure to check them out. Start9.com. You can get plug and play nodes. The Embassy One is kind of your starter edition. The Embassy Pro is for those that need something a little bit beefier. You want to host your life on that thing. So check them out. Links are down below. And you can also check out my tutorial to get you started. Uh, But with that, I'm going to stop ranting here. I'm going to get in my guests. Uh, So we're going to welcome to the stage Jordan, Lana, and David. Uh, Welcome all. Thank you so much for being here on uh, sharing the Friday with me. Um, I think uh, some some quick intros are in order so that everybody can get acquainted. But uh, I'll toss it to Jordan first. Dude, can you let people know who you are? what you do. And also welcome back to the show, man.
1: Yeah, man, it's great to be back. Um, my name is Jordan Bush. I was one of the, as far as Bitcoin's concerned, uh, I was one of the authors of Thank God for Bitcoin. And then last year helped to found uh, Thank God for Bitcoin Media. So TGFB Media. And so, yeah, so basically we just create resources primarily for the broader Christian world, churches, nonprofits, um, you know, any anybody along those lines to understand what Bitcoin is, um and why it matters for all the different ways that um, all the different places and people that the Christian church is ministering to all over the world. Awesome. So, well, yeah,
0: that's fantastic, man. I'm glad to have you and uh, and also happy Easter weekend. Then.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I was going to say that's yeah we won't spoil the why am bullish, but yeah, I appreciate <laughs> that.
0: <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, welcome to the show, man. God, glad to have you, uh, David. Do do we have you? Do we have you in tow? We we do. Awesome. Welcome, man. Give yourself an intro.
2: Hey, guys. uh, I'm David Zell. I'm an advisor to Bitcoin Magazine and the co-founder of the Bitcoin Policy Institute, uh, a think tank advancing the worldview that Bitcoin benefits uh, American
0: interests in Washington, D.C. You've been busy, man. You've been very busy. I I, I remember I think we first met in person. Was it a couple years ago at the Bitcoin conference in Miami? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, you've been uh you you've definitely um uh made massive strides in in delving deeply into everything Bitcoin and uh and and yeah, congrats on on your your burgeoning career. It looks it looks very promising and it looks like you you've been doing a ton. So, I'm excited to chat today. So, welcome, man. Uh and thank l- you. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. No worries. And uh, let's toss it down the line. And Lana, welcome to the show. Can you give yourself an intro?
3: Sure. Yeah. Hi, thanks for having me. So Lana Miles, I head up marketing for Bitcoin Magazine as well as the Bitcoin Conference, the, the conference you guys just mentioned in Miami, May 18th through 20th. Uh, it's only right around the corner. So as you can imagine, we're just, I would laundry list all of the things that I've currently been working on, but it's a long one. We're getting ready for, <laughs> for a big one.
0: Yeah, you've got you, you definitely have your work cut out for you. I can only imagine the amount of things that have to be dealt with to 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 make that that scale of an event come to fruition.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a heavy <laughs> heavy as the head that holds the crown. We're the world's largest Bitcoin conference and and we're feeling that right now, but I mean, we're all super bullish. I'm super bullish. I actually had my interview for this job at Bitcoin 2022. So I got to see it as just a plug joining the crowd. And then I got to see it. I'm just now getting to see it from the back end. And it's a pretty cool juxtaposition to say the least.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. Wow. All right, well. Welcome and welcome to everybody, uh, everybody on the show. This is going to be a good one. Very excited. Uh, And also welcome everybody in the chat. Uh, Keep those messages coming. Uh, We will start bringing them up and and uh, and showing them on the screen as they're relevant to the conversation at hand. But for those unfamiliar, this show is Why Are We Bullish? Very simple concept to it. Each one of us comes with a reason why we're bullish, something that is exciting, top of mind in and around Bitcoin. And uh, and we each get to talk about what we're excited about. So the flow of the show is very simple. Number one, somebody's going to drop a reason why they're bullish, so chance to rant and inform us what they're excited about. Number two, altogether we're going to riff on that reason, discuss questions, whatever we want to do there, and then finally, number three, we're going to rotate to the next person until we each get a turn. So reason, riff, rotate, simple as it can be. So I'm going to get us started this week. I've been ch- <laughs> I've been chatting about this all week, but I feel like I need to cap it off with with uh, the, why are we bullish? I can't not be bullish about it this week. Um, if you were on Cafe Bitcoin or, or a couple of the Bitcoin spaces earlier in the week, I was chatting about this. But um, I, much to the surprise of many people, I suppose, uh, given that I, I've basically been making tutorials for years in and around Bitcoin, um, this past couple of weeks was my first time diving into Bitcoin mining. I had never mined Bitcoin before, uh, you know, basically late March of this year. And it was just a huge blind spot to me. And um, it's something that I've, I've wanted to learn about and try for a long time. I think for some odd reason, I, I can't quite place it, but I was always a little intimidated. Um, and so w- the reason I'm bullish this week is because I believe that mining, in particular, learning about mining and mining from home is indeed accessible to your average person. And nobody needs to be afraid if they just want to dive in and learn a little bit and, and mine on a small scale just to be part of the network and understand it better and perhaps get a couple benefits out of it as well. Now, um, the, the way in which I dove into Bitcoin mining these past couple of weeks was in and around a guide that was created by uh, Rick over at Crypto Cloaks. Um, anybody familiar with Crypto Cloaks? They do a ton of different 3D printed peripherals for Bitcoin, whether it be cases for your hardware wallets or awesome pieces of art for your home or node cases and enclosures. And now enclosures for your miners so that you can create an at-home space heater out of an old miner that many would consider to be beyond its life cycle, now reinvigorated for different purposes. And so uh, effectively what I did is I went through this this guide that Rick put together that basically showed how to swap out the fans and tweak the settings on your miner so that it's not as loud, so that it's still you know, creates heat to warm a room in your home. And so that you're still mining Bitcoin and getting reimbursed for part of the electricity that you're using. And so in my instance, this is um, useful in two senses. Number one, it's a great, cheap learning tool. You don't need to go out and buy uh, a more expensive mining rig for a couple thousand dollars to start learning about mining. You can find a used S9 for a 100 bucks 150 bucks maybe and then with all of the additional things that i purchased to kind of retrofit it and turn it into a space heater i'd say all in i was maybe looking at about 300 bucks so as a learning tool and something i will continue to use in my home during the cold months and i'm in canada so there's a lot of those uh this is fantastic for me and just to kind of basically encapsulate my experience. So I had never, again, had never mined and then also had never really understood the internals of of a miner or an ASIC. And so uh, effectively what you've got, you've got kind of the main unit, you've got uh, a, a, a board on top, like a computer board, a circuit board on top, that's the controller board that basically controls everything that's going on with the with the miner and has the operating system on it and all of that. And then you've got the main unit and there's three boards inside of the S9 that are filled with their mining chips. And that's where all the heat tends to be. Uh, And then you've got a fan on either end to blow air through the unit and cool off all those chips. And then you've got a second uh, little encapsulated uh, piece and that's the power supply unit. And so there's a little fan in there and that's where all the power comes in and is mitigated and sent out to the other chips in in the larger unit. And so the, the process for me was effectively get replacement fans on Amazon and then just unscrew the ones that existed and put on the new ones because they were much quieter. Uh, and then also replace a small fan in the little power unit. And it's literally like you unscrew something and screw in the new ones with a, a couple um, adapters to fit the fans properly to the device. Other than that, you basically log on to your miner through your local network, just in your browser on your computer, um, just putting in the IP address of the device, which you can get a program and just say, scan my network and you'll see something pop up. That's your, your miner. And you put that into your browser. And then you just have a little interface and you just say, I would like this number of Watts going to the machine. So basically you cut it in half. So uh, there's about 650 Watts going to the machine to put that in context the uh, my regular space heater is about 1500 watts so it's about half the amount of power um and then you take the fans and you ramp them down to about half speed so about 55 percent uh and other than that you just kind of set the heat so that it doesn't get too hot um and then you just plug it in and you run it and you're you you know sign up to a mining pool so that you have sats coming into a wallet that you own but pretty much now all I do is on a day, it's a little cool. I walk into my living room and I just plug it into the wall and it just starts generating heat and in the background, mining Bitcoin. And, you know, my wife is happy because she's warm and I'm happy because I'm mining non KYC sats and using less power than I would have with a regular space heater. So, my again, my main reason why I'm bullish is because I think home mining is accessible to your average person uh through projects like this and people are getting very inventive with how they utilize home mining in particular i wanted to show so this is the unit by the way this image on the screen this is my space heater that black and red thing right there and so that just sits in the living room and uh and and the heat comes out the top heat comes out the top there um and yeah, this it's just a plug into the wall and, and the, a little Wi-Fi dongle inside there so that we can connect to the internet. And that's pretty much it. And I can control it from my computer if I want to. Um, but some examples of other ways that people are utilizing mining at home, uh, somebody rigged up, uh, uh, they're heating a hot tub with ASICs. I mean, it's very like, <laughs> it's, it's obviously like hodgepodge together and everything, but It demonstrates that it's possible. Um, There's also somebody that's rigged up their home, their water pump at home. So they've got a water heater that is heated by ASIC miners. Um, And there's even examples of swimming pools being heated by ASICs. Um, So there's a ton of interesting things in and around heating that you would have already been spending money and expelling electricity on that you can basically have a dual purpose to these things where yes, you're protecting and participating in the Bitcoin network and the censorship resistant nature of of the transactions that happen. You're mining and getting non-KYC sats directly to your own wallet and you're heating something you would have already been heating anyways. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And uh, and I look forward to more and more people doing it, uh, the video that I put up earlier in the week on this tutorial already has like 5,000 and something views. So my, my inclination is to believe that there's going to be a fair number more people starting to do stuff like this. And that makes me really bullish. So I'm gonna cap it there and I'm gonna just open up to the panel. Whoever has comments, questions, whatever you wanna tag in here, feel free, um, go ahead.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'd say the biggest thing for me is um, I love that the word accessible came up multiple times because there's so much uh, resistance because, I mean, not to dial out too much, but Bitcoin overall requires a lot of unlearning of old habits, a lot of completely understanding money in a way that you never really had to. So. Anything that provides a more accessible on-ramp and an easier way to understand how it functions, I think, is is a huge win in in getting more people to understand that it's not this big, scary thing that you have to have a very involved background to understand.
0: A hundred percent. Like keeping it accessible is. Uh, I think people assume it's going to be harder than it is, um, at all times. And, and all they really need is just a little bit of hand holding and saying, yeah, yeah, you, you can do this. And I got to give a shout out to, to somebody else in the chat here, by the way, uh, um, none of your business. Here. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and he actually also, uh, did his space heater at home, but his looks badass. He like, he made it himself, uh, his enclosure is fully metal and this is what it looks like. So he put, yeah, it looks crazy. So, so shout out to him, uh, because he killed it, putting this together himself. So, so kudos, man. But, um, yeah, I don't know, Jordan. Any thoughts in and around uh, the home mining space?
1: Yeah, man, it's so crazy that you're saying that. Like, I've been following you the last couple of weeks just because I've been thinking about doing something similar. Uh, I'm in, you know, the south of the United States, so the the cold isn't isn't so much of a pressing concern for me. But the the concept or the the value proposition of getting no KYC sets is the thing that for me is is more valuable. And then as you're seeing, as you've seen over the last, you know month or so just these these banks shutting down access to different crypto companies um, that's just been something that's kind of coming to the front of my mind uh, of just trying to ensure that again even if you're even if it's going to be you know the, the the money that you're spending for the energy is is surpassing the amount of bitcoin you're getting back at least you're getting bitcoin and so i think that's something that i i don't want to take that that's a it's something i don't want to take for granted you know, during when there's a time where I can get, you know, miners for relatively cheap. So I'm actually in the market for a couple S9s looking and looking to do something similar uh, personally.
0: You should uh, take a look at uh, Kaboom Racks. Yeah. Yeah. They have that secondary market. All all the, you know, used miners get shuffled around Um, and just, I mean, put it out there to Twitter, by the way, if, if you have some S9s kicking around, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, it, well, you've got a customer in Jordan here. So reach yep. out to him on Twitter, handles <laughs> in the show notes.
3: Appreciate um,
0: it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No worries. No worries. Uh, David, any, any thoughts in and around the mining space in particular home mining and, and it being accessible to individuals?
2: Yeah, I think the main comment I have is just about this idea of ASIC recycling. I mean, so much of the FUD that we deal with in Washington comes from, uh, studies that, you know, uh, have wildly inaccurate uh, assumptions for how long you can actually use an ASIC. And so, you know, it's it's cool to see these little projects kind of pop up on my Twitter feed where I see somebody, uh, you know, is heating their home or heating their garage with like ASIC miners. And I'm excited because, you know, I think as that phenomena scales where people want to get into home mining, to your point, for a multitude of reasons, for the no KYC sats, but also, you know, because they can find some other creative way to help them cut down their power bill. uh, I think it's going to go a long way toward educating, you know, policymakers and and educating people in general uh, about, you know, the relationship between Bitcoin and its energy usage.
0: It's it's interesting. I I know obviously I know who you're referring to with with the wildly inaccurate uh stats on the life cycle of these devices and uh when they when they're expected to contribute to e-waste. Just to, just to, and I think um that particular study, I think it said the life cycle was like a year and a half or 2 years. Am I am I in the ballpark of what that one posited? Yeah, I think it was a
2: 2.5 year estimate. Okay. Or was it 2.2 year estimate, something like that.
0: Okay. So, and so just to give an idea, the S nine that I'm using, the S nine was first launched in, uh, may the ant S nine was first launched in May of 2016. So that was seven years ago. And I just started using it as a space heater today. It is still not e-waste. It is, purring away in my living room as we speak adding a nice little toasty bit of heat to the living room and uh and it's fantastic and it will continue to do so for i imagine it i mean i don't know why i wouldn't use it versus um versus any other uh regular space heater so i mean that's that's going to be how i'm heating my my living room for couple of years at least going on from here. So I don't know, extend that out. Maybe, maybe, you know, if I can make it to, uh, to 2026, there's a decade, a decade of life out of something that was supposed to last two, two years or so.
3: Knocking down the Fed in real time.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to say, uh, what's a Mr. C. Elon has a quote space heater nine. Facepalm. Uh, thanks for that, Mister C. Uh, yeah, I I think again the use cases in and around recycling that heat and 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 recycling these these ASICs for various purposes. I, I don't see a world in which we don't start to see products that are actually just built in and around the fact that you're also going to get some bitcoin as as you run them right like if you if your home appliances that require low grade heat um can earn you sats and secure a global settlement network a a global peer-to-peer cash it's kind of a no-brainer to me and uh and i think we're on the cusp of an industry created around that and i'd be very excited to to see that obviously the diy stuff is fantastic but I think we're going to see a lot more of the, hey, buy a space heater, also it mines Bitcoin. Hey, buy a hot tub, also it buys, mines Bitcoin. Hey, here's your hot water heater, also mines Bitcoin. Oh, and that Olympic swimming pool, yeah, it's it's mining and heating with yeah, Bitcoin. That's what I was going to say. It's the it's the more uh,
1: like institutional, um, you know, adoption of that kind of technology that that is, is even more exciting. Just like thinking about. Yeah, I'm just I was thinking exactly that you think about these universities that are every year that goes by their costs of paying their faculty and, of you know, tuition, all these different things, those costs are going up. And so anything they're going to be looking for anything to mitigate those costs. And so if they can, you know, heat their Olympic swimming pool with uh, with ASICs, you know, it's one of those things I could totally see them, you know, different schools or different you know organizations trying to adopt whatever they can to try to, you know, offset some of those increased costs
0: yeah yeah it's it's coming it's coming and uh i i will uh to everybody watching here uh go check out the video and you know if you're curious if you've been wanting to dive in and learn about mining this is probably the lowest cost easiest way to dip your toes in have you know no real overhead to deal with and benefit from it a little bit even if you don't use it obviously we're coming up on you know spring and summer and everything but Um, you know, if, if, if you learn about it now, you play around a little bit, then winter hits, you got something, you can just plug it in and go. And, uh, yeah, why not?
3: (laughs) I mean, I'm sitting in California, SoCal right now, window open, there's a space heater. I'm touching it. (laughs) so (laughs) I'm still using that every day. I think that speaks more about me than it does about the weather, but I will be the first customer to anybody that just brings me an out of box. Mining uh, space heater. Yeah, put me on the record. first customer right here.
0: Oh, well, you guys heard it here first. There you go. you You've got a market it already. It's forming in and around this show. Um, yeah, that. yeah, I mean, everybody, take a look, learn, share it around. i've I've taken actually, <laughs> just on a side note, I've taken to replying to every tweet from CleanUp Bitcoin with the tutorial. yeah that so that anybody that's you know reading the comments will will you know see see the fud and then go oh i can actually you know the the energy that i was using i can actually you know use a little bit less energy and also earn earn some sats in the process and uh you know i i think it'll it'll challenge some of the assumptions made by a lot of the tweets from that account. Uh, I also dedicated the video to Elizabeth Warren. So, um, (laughs) so, so nonetheless, uh, we'll round out this topic here. Um, again, thanks everybody in the chat and everything. Uh, but we're going to do a rotation here. Uh, keep the chat message messages coming by the way, give this a share and everything. And, uh, we're going to rotate. I'm going to jump over to Jordan first. And I'm going to queue you up with a simple question. Why are you bullish? Hey yeah,
1: so couple reasons. So reason number one, as you kind of alluded to, today is Good Friday, so I'm I'm bullish for that reason. So we, it's actually crazy. Again, the uh, the word your word being your bond was was tested uh, for me. Let's see, a couple days ago when I realized because I had t- committed to do to you know do this show about three weeks ago, and then realized that our church has like a f- Good Friday service, so like the rest of my family is currently at church. <laughs> oh and, no, I am, and I am. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's that's one big reason um but as far as the 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 bitcoin related reason um it would be i'm I'm bullish because of uh tgfb twenty three that's going to be taking place in Miami uh the two days before the conference that Lana has been working so hard to to <laughs> to schedule and coordinate and all those things so i have I've to a much less uh less degree been doing something very similar trying to coordinate and plan out our our event. Um, so basically we are going to be, I mean, a stone's throw from the, uh, Miami beach convention center where the, the normal conference is going to be. And yeah, so basically we're going to, we're going to have, I mean, we have a bunch of different speakers, some of your, yep, there you go. So a lot of your, the people who you're most familiar with, um, from the Bitcoin world, um, actually, if you go to tgfb.com, that was, that's another one. Um, if you go to tgfb.com and then click the get tickets now and you'll see kind of the conference page uh right there you go perfect so we have i mean some of the some of the biggest names in in bitcoin are going to be there a bunch of them so we're going to have uh preston pish robert brelove eric Hirstman, who's the founder of gridless um helping to use bitcoin mining in africa um greg foss zuby uh, we're basically so this is this is primarily the people who are coming are bitcoiners but we also have people who aren't bitcoiners so we're gonna we're gonna be doing for example a panel about bitcoin and freedom um and so on that panel we're gonna have basically zuby talking about like lockdowns and what that looked like and the role that you know bitcoin played in that um we're gonna have mark moss Um, i'm waiting to hear back we've got another uh another person who we're waiting to hear back from miles miles Suter is actually one of the ones i'm waiting to hear back from he's um talk with him about the possibility of doing it. So we have just a bunch of different speakers. Giacomo Zucco was there last year. Uh, Justin Moon and uh, Skyler, who's their d- designer, is going to be re- going to be there from the Fedde team talking about what they're what they've been working on in Guatemala. Um, there's just a ton of Mills uh, from Bitcoin magazine uh, Lana's co-worker uh, love her so she's gonna be there um, there's just gonna be Mike Mike Peterson from Bitcoin Beach Paul Miller from uh, now mutiny wallet uh, he worked the last few years for uh, voltage so just a bunch of different guys uh, from all over the world all over the Bitcoin world and then also some some people from outside uh, the Bitcoin world in the um, in the the broader Christian world so actually the, the very uh, top one. His name is um, C.R. Wiley. He's a pastor, author, and podcaster of the Theology Pugcast. Is actually his 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 podcast. So he's going to be coming and speaking. So basically, the, again, the goal is basically for this to be a space where Bitcoiners and pre-Bitcoiners can come and just think through like why why Bitcoin matters. It sounds uh, on the surface initially, it sounds super cringe and weird. The, you know, why should Christians care about Bitcoin uniquely or, you know, more than just normal people? I'm the first to acknowledge that it sounds super weird and super <laughs> cringe. Um, I, my background, I was a, a pastor and missionary uh, living in Uruguay in, in South America, didn't know anything about Bitcoin. Uh, and so the fact that I'm doing this today is, is, you know, is crazy on one level. Um, but basically again, what we're, what we're trying to do is just show the real on the ground, visceral, tangible, personal, uh, ways in which fiat currency just affects and destroys the lives of people all over the, all over the world, especially the poor. Mm -hmm. Um, and so when, when I was in Uruguay, more than half of our church uh, were Venezuelan immigrants. So these were people in some cases who were doctors, um, you know, uh, economists who, (laughs) who were, (laughs) thank you, yellow. Appreciate you. Uh, But Yeah. So these, these are people in some cases who were doctors, economists, uh, people who were making in some cases more than a hundred thousand dollars a year denominated in in the Venezuelan Bolivar. Um, They were making good money. And then three or four years later, they weren't able to, to pay the rent. And so we just saw the ways that that forced fathers to leave their, their wives and their kids back in Venezuela and move to a different country to get a job and send money home to them. And, um, and so just seeing these, you know, these real world effects of something as seemingly, uh, you know, untangible and unimportant as magic internet money. uh, That, that's, that for me, this this is my own personal story. And so basically what we're trying to do is kind of share similar stories and, and just, Lay out for people and for, you know, ministry leaders, uh, you know, pastors, you know, all kinds of people who are, who are, I mean, I was talking to uh, actually JD from Cypherpunk Cinema, who's on your, your show a couple of weeks ago. Um, and we were just doing a little bit of research as far as like how much, like the, the, the amount of money and resources that the Christian world in the United States controls, and it's over $200 billion. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you have people who are these people and organizations in the States, you have people in the United States who are giving to organizations that are doing work all over the world. Um, And, and, and basically, those people with every with every year that goes by, every day that goes by, they're able to do less and less of that work that's actually helping people. Um, they're able to do less and less of it because fiat, you know, is trending towards zero. And so, again, there's there's a bunch of other aspects as well. But we're going to be kind of breaking down, you know, what Bitcoin is, the history of money. Um, Robert Breedlove and Brian Estes from uh, Off the Chain Capital are going to be, you know, breaking down like the history of money. Um yeah, there's just gonna be a bunch of different panelists, a bunch of different uh, awesome topics. So we're we would love to have you. Um if you use uh promo code TGFB23, that'll get you 15% off of you any of your ticket options, including the live stream option. Um, we have a bunch of uh Ben, we have a bunch of people who we love dearly who are Canadian Bitcoiners um uh, and who you know would who would love to be able to come in person, but because of the insane um, you know, uh, policies of our two nations, uh, related to some of them getting there. If they don't have uh, certain, uh, if they haven't made certain medical decisions that those governments want them to make, they're not able to be there. So we, um, basically spent, decided to, it was a worthy investment to spend a good amount of money on a professional live stream team to ensure that people, uh, all over the world are able to have as good of a, as close to an in-person experience as possible, um, so that's that's one thing that I'm I'm just really bullish about. I'm just really excited to see. Um, you know, so again, this will be our second year of of doing this event, and so going to just excited to see a bunch of my our you know my Bitcoin friends, a bunch of uh, just other people as well get get to experience and be orange pilled for the first time. Um, in many cases, and you know, for some of them, it's just going to be encouragement and you know to have resources to take them home uh, to to share with you know people back in in their normal life. So. I, I do
0: have some, I, I don't know if you saw it, but, uh, the travel restrictions are dropping as of May 11th.
1: No way. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I did not yeah. see that. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool.
0: Yeah. So, so So yeah. So anybody, anybody, um, you know, if that was a factor for you. Uh, it will not be as of uh, a, about a month from now. So just you, prior to the conference, do you hear that, just Pastor Coin?
1: <laughs> 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 Pastor Coin is one of them. Uh, Jesse, let's see who else. Um, gosh, what is his last name? Jesse wrote, Berger. Jesse Berger. Yeah, Jesse Berger. Oh man, hopefully, hopefully Jesse can make it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's all these, all these Christian or no, all these, all these Canadian Bitcoin friends of mine who just i haven't been able to see for you know a couple years two or three years i've 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 known jesse i've been talking to jesse for three and a half years i think and just have never Mm -hmm. been able to meet in person because of covid and all these things so yeah um yeah so
0: yeah well that's uh, yeah again i'm 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 excited to see everybody down there so the main thing that comes to mind when when you know you bring up um thank God for Bitcoin and, and the event and everything. And you know, you you're like, oh, well it's, I know it seems weird and everything, yep. but the, I mean, the beautiful thing about Bitcoin is regardless of kind of your mindset, where you're from your yep. beliefs, yep. Bitcoin is, is, is this neutral global money phenomenon yep. where it's, again, it's a global language for, for value. Yep. and regardless of who you are and where you're from it's going to speak to different people for different reasons yep. and so you know when when people look at, at different groups gravitating for, to to bitcoin and think oh that's that's weird why why that specific group why that specific group it's because it's useful for everyone yep. in totally different ways like the it's yep. useful for somebody in a in a you know in canada in a totally different way than it is for somebody in Nigeria. It's useful for somebody in Venezuela in a totally different way than it is for somebody in Germany. And it doesn't matter what your, what your beliefs are. It, all that matters is that you understand Bitcoin enough to see where it's useful for you, because honestly it's useful for everybody. Um, It's such a unique beast in, in that respect, in that, it it brings together people of of different beliefs different creeds different parts yeah. of the world in a way that i haven't really seen in in much else and yeah. i th- i think that's a beautiful thing like i, I so m- myself i'm not a religious person but i've i've come to um And, and I, I should clarify, I went to Catholic school growing up and I kind of just, <laughs> you know, drift, drifted away from that. Maybe that says something more about the public, the, the schooling system than anything. Uh, but nonetheless, I you know, I drifted away from that. And that's, you know, t- entirely different thing. But um, I think through meeting, again, like Christian Bitcoiners and everything uh, through this, I've, I've come to a greater appreciation of, you know, I think. Um, the the morals of Bitcoin in in like kind of the the inherent fairness of the protocol speaks yeah. to yes. um, people in, that are are in Christianity and and yeah. so I, and I, I think it speaks to different people for different reasons and I think that's the unique unique part about Bitcoin is is how you see Bitcoin is is al- it's a bit of a mirror like what yeah. you see in Bitcoin is reflective of your values and. Because uh, because it is open to everybody. So,
1: yeah, I my- think I mean, I really appreciate that. And, and I think one one of the things again, like so basically what we see ourselves, what we see ourselves doing is we're just we're translating, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I was I was a missionary. I lived in I lived in Uruguay and, and I'm trying to translate both in terms of the language itself, but also I'm trying to translate ideas and contextualize ideas in in a in a country, in a place, in a in a moment that you know it's like there were Christians in Uruguay, so it's not like there weren't any Christians. But you're you're trying to translate, um, you know, these ideas as much as the language themselves. And so that's what we're trying to do is what is just think through like what are what are some of the key um, you know ideas and arguments? How can we frame the arguments of Bitcoin in a language that you know, that touches on areas that are, are important to Christians. Um, and so one of the things that is, is really important, I'll, I'll just give one example, would be the idea within Christianity, there's this concept of, of the Imago Dei, which means Latin for the image of God. And so basically every person is, is created in the image of God, no matter if you're rich, you're poor, no matter what your skin color, you're, you are made in God's image. And so there is a, that's a level, it creates a level playing field among people. And so functionally, fiat money, fiat currency creates a tiered system of, of people. It creates, you know, it creates people who are in a very real sense like God. You have these governments and central banks who can create money out of thin air. They, they give themselves this godlike power. And then you have these people who are, are less than human, whose labor loses value over time. And so th- this is a, a big part, you know, this idea of, of Bitcoin is impartial money. It's mm-hmm. money that has a justice system that treats the poor exactly like it te- you know, treats the rich. Um, and so it, it's just things like that where, you know, we're trying to figure out how can we how can we translate the, the different value propositions of, of Bitcoin into um, terminology and in, in ideas and present them in a way that, you know, aren't just because, again, there's a certain there are certain ways in which Bitcoin is, is again, certain arguments for it that are across the board, um, Obvious to everyone, but there's other things where you know if we can if we can translate in such a way that it can be that much more helpful, then you know that's what we want to do. Um, This is another uh, conversation that I had with JD today. Was just talking about um, creating. I mean, we're both in in the media, you know, business trying to create content, and so one of the things that we were talking about was, you know, what are some of the these outside groups that we're trying to penetrate with Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know you you have there, there's all kinds of different you know subgroups subcultures um, that, you know, you want to move in and, and help them explain Bitcoin. So, you know, Christians are, are one group. Uh, you know, there's other people with other, uh, religions that are doing something similar. I mean, I, I met a, a group, uh, a husband and wife team whose kids are in college now who are going full-time and creating homeschool resources, Bitcoin homeschool resources. And so homeschooling in the United States is exploding. Uh, and so they are going to all these conferences, they're selling, they created a board game, um, that is horrible. I can't remember what it's called offhand. Is this a, um,
0: the Shamari? No,
1: it's not Shamari. Those guys are awesome too. Yeah, they are awesome. um, Oh, It's like, it's not homeschool Bitcoin. I'll, I'll find it and throw it up mm. uh, maybe on Twitter afterwards. But basically, they're they creating resources. They're seeing, here's this community that we've been a part of. They homeschooled some of their kids, I think. Here's this community that we've been a part of. Now, how can we help that? How can we work and help that group to understand Bitcoin? And so this is something that you know all of us have you know, people in our lives and groups in our lives uh, who we understand that, that we are one of the best people to reach that group of people um, to, to help them understand Bitcoin. And so, again, it's, it's just thinking you know, within the Christian world, the world would be like missionally, but just thinking intentionally of, you know, how, like, who are the people in my life that I am uniquely positioned? Um, what are the areas of my uh, areas in my life, the things that I'm interested in, where I'm uniquely positioned um, to, to help this group understand Bitcoin. And, you know, that's, that's kind of what, what we're existing to do. So. Yeah.
0: That's, that's fantastic. I, I want to open it up to, uh, uh, David or Lana uh, again, regardless of, uh, regardless of, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know if either of you are religious or not, but yeah. I mean, I, I think it, again, it, it speaks to the fact that, um, everybody, can benefit from Bitcoin in one way or another if they understand it well enough. So, you know, if, if any of you want to speak to that, either on the Christian side of things or whether just like individual different groups have at her.
3: Yeah. I mean, in general, I always, always, always say Bitcoin is for everyone, even if they don't know it yet. So it's it's really about meeting people where they're starting. and And that might be religion, that might be whatever industry they're working in. Um, and if it's religion I think to to echo yellow don't apologize for that don't call it cringe Uh, I think religion I was raised with a very complex and confusing religious background thankful to have come out on the side of I respect all religions I support all religions my husband is very religious and I just work to support him and make sure that he feels like that's always an important vertical in his life that his family backs Um, and that being said it's I see how important that is for him. I also see how important that is for certain sects of society, especially those like the important work you're doing in, in impoverished or uh, Mm -hmm. poverty stricken nations or communities. So Mm I'm, I'm fully supportive of that. And I think if that's a vertical that allows you to reach the masses and really help them see how it can not only benefit them on a personal level, but also benefit the work that they're doing to support others. I think that's, that's massive.
0: Yeah. I, the, Again, to tag on to what you're saying here, um, I, I wanted to mention one other thing here before. I Maybe I'll, I'll toss it to David right away after. But before kind of finding Bitcoin, I think I, I grew up in a mindset where I almost was... Um, I had like an, an animosity towards mm-hmm. um, religion and religious people, like coming yep. out of like the Catholic school system. And yep. then... And, and it was kind of, you know, like, again, you, you, I mean, the media and everything does, doesn't help. Uh, but like you, you get the most extreme versions yep. of anything when you're consuming yep. because like everything is for clicks, everything's for views. And, yep. and so, um, what I, what I came to find is, is that, um, I've, again, like I, I've, I've shifted in a way where, um, I've become much more accepting and appreciative of people from all walks of life because of this, including people that are religious, and and I, I, you know I've I've got a newfound appreciation for kind of again like the people having um a, 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 a you know a moral standard in their lives that they they would like to lead their lives by, and I think that's that's a thing where it, it can bring t- again bring. A, together people from all walks of life to allow them to individually appreciate each other for that. So Definitely. yeah, I'll, I'll just say that. And, uh, and maybe, I don't know, David, do you want to tag in here?
2: Yeah, I don't have too much to say about the topic. Uh, yeah. I'm a devout Christian myself and a Bitcoiner, but uh, I wouldn't say I spend a lot of time thinking about the two in, in and <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I think there's like, you know, pretty obvious, uh, kind of biblical anecdotes that I guess kind of are, 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 useful to think about, you know, one is very infrequently in the Bible is, is Christ ever portrayed as, as being, uh, like, you know, really upset or like really angry. Um, there are a couple of times though, uh, and they're all really notable. And one of them is, uh, at the temple uh, uh, where you know Jesus you know flipped the proverbial tables uh, of the money counters over because it was it was common practice to to shortchange people on what was basically at the time like you know uh, foreign currency exchange uh, and it was sort of widely known that the Romans were debasing the currency um, and so I think that uh, uh, you know, Christ would probably not be a fan of the fiat money system, but kind of in the same way that, in my view at least, Christ wouldn't be a fan of, you know, really anything that's the product of of man, who's sort of, in my view, fundamentally broken. So I guess I don't think about, about Christianity and, and Bitcoin all that much. And, you know, Christ also teaches to, to not worship money. And I think that's the other sort of
1: yeah.
2: side of that argument is like, there are definitely a lot of like parallels uh, and like useful insights from my perspective. But, uh, I also think that a lot of people, uh, especially in the, the crypto space, maybe more broadly than the Bitcoin space, but I think Bitcoiners too, uh, you know, m- making it like almost their own religion. Yes.
1: Yeah.
2: Like Worshipping it. I, I think there is an, there is an interesting sort of connection between the topics and interesting like interplay between the topics for yeah. someone who is a you know church every sunday kind of guy and i work full time in bitcoin i i spend very very little time act- kind of thinking about both of them together
0: huh that's interesting yeah i mean it's 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 interesting how people bring together the or, or or keep separate the different aspects of their lives and and you know some some people you know integrate everything together and you know i i I, I've seen a bit of a bit of both where, you know, people have their, you know, the, there, there's people that live their, like a public life and their Bitcoin life is like this closeted, I'm a secret <laughs> Bitcoiner. And then there's like, <laughs> yeah. and But then there's also the inverse. There's like the Bitcoiners that are just like all I know of them and all other people know of them is like their NIM. And so like, that's kind of like, their public face in the Bitcoin space. And then they've got whole other lives that nobody yep. is privy to. It's, I think they they you can have both. And then sometimes those, those lives cannot be kept separate. I think eventually everything ends up commingling and, and like being a Bitcoiner is, is going to be no different than just living your life because that it'll just be ubiquitous everywhere. But
3: yeah. I dream of that day. I mean, yeah. again, I'm in L.A., and I, I consider myself <laughs> a more uh, based individual. So having this separation is, is kind of critical for for living and having yep. a social circle while also being a Bitcoiner. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. My my yeah. sister's in L.A. I don't I don't think uh, I mean, again, like it's it's so easy. You you get the you get the the media spin and and um, people paint a picture of who they think you are if you're, you know, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: think I think the one of the things I'll add one more thing. I think the the difficulty that the tension that David is is pointing out rightly is the tension of of Bitcoin being an end in and of itself and Bitcoin being a means to an end. Mm -hmm. And that and it's 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 so easy to get so excited about whether it's Bitcoin or whether it's you know what other whatever other good thing is in our life, it's easy for that to be like the all all encompassing like this is the reason why I live versus you know this is this is a means that helps me get to where I want to you know the world that I want to see and so I think that that's been something that we you know that I've just tried you know thought about a ton is you know bitcoin is this bitcoin is valuable because it stores people's time and labor mm-hmm. um and so that, that's the function. That's the reason why money is is valuable. Um, it, it's because of how it serves people. And so the ultimate goal is serving people. Um, and in so far as Bitcoin does that better than other things, it, that's why it's to be valued and commended. And and but it should stop at some place. There are yeah. people who do want. They get. They they co-mingle those things to degrees that are very uncomfortable and unwarranted um, and mm-hmm. and they do so you know they're, they're just get really excited about these things that they see in Bitcoin and and I understand it to a certain level but again it's yeah. there's even within the Christian Bitcoin circles there's there's people who I'm just like you know, rein yourself in, man. You're, you're going too far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I will say there's two more two more projects related to that uh, related to the conference that I am I am bullish about. Now I just want to mention them. Mm-hmm. So one of them is um, there's two books that we're going to have that think uh, TGFB is going to be uh, helping publish. One of them is a book with a guy. His name is uh, his handle is Hoddling J. Um, mm-hmm. It's a book just basically about honestly about. Um, like what are what are why are Christian? It's basically written for people uh, who are not religious. Uh, basically why why are there Christian Bitcoiners who are so excited about Bitcoin like, I feel why, like why it, that's, a, that's a book for me
0: I think <laughs> yeah, so, so, so that's
1: that's coming out and so um, it's I believe we, this will be, we're reporting this live for the first time here on the show it's going to be called The Gospel According to Bitcoin and uh, it's <laughs> going to be it. like 20 21 meditations on basically the relationship between you know like the Christianity and, and Bitcoin um, and then the other book is a kid's book um, that uh, J.D and I have been working on together. Um, and that, I'm not going to give the title for that, but that's going to be coming out soon. And we're going to announce that uh, in, at, at the conference uh, the day before. So it's kid's book, illustrated book, um, designed to, to help uh, people understand a little bit more about monetary history and, and the role that Bitcoin plays in that. So I'm super excited about both those things as well.
0: That's awesome, man. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, what was the website again? T, TGFB.com? Yep,
1: dot com. yep,
0: you got it. Awesome. All right. Well, if you're in Miami, May 16th and 17th prior to the conference, uh, prior to the, the main Miami conference, then, uh, you know, if this speaks to you, hit it up. Uh, tickets are on sale right now. So, yeah, man, that's uh, thanks for bringing that up. Uh, I uh, before we do a rotation, I just want to give a shout out to a couple of comments here. Yellow's <laughs> yellow saying, I don't think the big guy was anti money. More like anti-consumerism, <laughs> which is something a lot of Bitcoiners have in common. Yeah, so I, I do think that Amen. that that lines up there. Uh, also, uh, number one fan David Wong says, "I see Bitcoin more as of Satan's money. That's why it's called Sats, short for Satan." Thank you, David. Uh, never change. Continue to come back. <laughs> we value your input at all times. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so we're gonna do a rotation here. I won't I won't dwell on that any further. Uh, but Uh, I'm going to toss it over to David. And David, I'm just going to cue you up. Same simple question. Why are you bullish? Take it away. All
2: right. Well, I'm bullish because our think tank is putting on its first, uh, uh, hopefully, annual event in Washington, D.C. The event is called the Bitcoin Policy Summit. And I'm bullish because, to my knowledge, this is the first time that anything like this has ever happened in Washington that was Bitcoin only. Uh, You know, so much of the education uh, for lawmakers in D.C. uh, has come from the crypto industry. So a lot of lawmakers have heard about how blockchain is the future. They've heard about how, uh, uh, you know, Ripple is going to be the, uh, uh, you know, best thing ever and how we're all going to have CBDCs. I mean, so much of the lobbying was funded by was funded by FTX and Sam Bankman Freed. And so we thought that in the wake of all of that, uh, kind of in the middle of a bear market, you know, it was the right time to put something together that uh, was just pure signal and, and was not talking about crypto, was not talking about DAOs or DeFi or NFTs, uh, but specifically talking about uh, how Bitcoin can be beneficial for America and for really for, for you know, democracies across the world. Um, And, you know, I'm also bullish about this event because of the stories uh, that are going to be told. Um, The stories that, you know, uh, and you can kind of see this on our our website here, but the stories that people hear about about Bitcoin are often really, really bad, especially in in D.C., right? It's about how North Korea uses Bitcoin to fund the weapons program or how uh, uh, Bitcoin mining is going to damage the environment You know, they don't hear the stories about people that are living in uh, authoritarian regimes, which is more than half the world. They don't hear the stories about people who live in countries with double or triple digit inflation, which is, you know, anywhere between one and two billion people who, you know, use Bitcoin not as a a speculative vehicle, uh, uh, but as, as like a necessary, you know, tool, a necessary technology to survive to protest their government, to transact with their peers. So I'm bullish because I think this event is going to tell stories about Bitcoin that, you know, the audience um, really have never heard before, or if they have, they've only heard, you know, in passing. So you'll recognize a lot of our speakers, uh, you know, people like Alex Gladstein, Jack Maulers, Cynthia Lummis, Natalie Brunell, uh, Matthew Pines, uh, you'll notice a lot of the uh, BPI fellows. You'll also notice a lot of people who, uh, you know, uh, work in, in government, who work in digital asset policy. And so I think we've got a nice blend of, of Bitcoiners, of elected officials, of, of people that work at, at BPI. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's the first first thing like this that's ever happened. And uh, I'm really excited about the event.
0: Dude, this looks uh, pretty awesome. And I, okay. So the one thing that stood out to me is, is you saying like middle of a bear market, you know, having an event like this where, where, you know, the, the, irrationality of a bull market is not in full swing. and, you have the opportunity to grab the attention of a number of people when there's not a ton of irrational ill-gotten gains sloshing around to influence things when everything's in the midst of blowing up and everybody's examining what the hell happened in this past calendar year saying, geez, everything like what is, what is going on? Everything's imploding. Everything seems terrible you, you have the opportunity to to gather a group of people that is, one, well-spoken, two, able to communicate a cohesive and easy-to-distill message and, and narrative that makes sense and will continue to stay uh, consistent into the future, which is something totally different from the narrative that we see from everything else. There's There's a constant shift in we need to say that we do the thing that Bitcoin currently can't do. And then eventually Bitcoin can do it. And it's like, well, okay, we got to shift the narrative of why, why we're better than Bitcoin or why, why it's necessary to have some central control on this to tweak this and do that. Like, whereas, you know, the the messaging in and around Bitcoin and kind of what it represents is relatively cohesive. And, and I, I, I think that's why people are focusing are able to focus in on Bitcoin so much quicker in their learning curve now than a few years back, it took me years because the 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 content and the quality of thought was not there yet. i 'm um, regularly speaking with people now doing like one on one sessions t- teaching them you know the practical stuff, and they say, "Yeah, you know, I got into bitcoin twenty twenty one and I spent a year, and then that 's how long it took me to realize that Bitcoin is what made sense. I had one guy. He's like, oh, yeah, I got into Bitcoin and then six weeks later, I realized that, you know, I had bought a bunch of other crap and, th- and then I realized that none of it made sense. And after six weeks, I went Bitcoin only. And I'm thinking, how is that possible? Given like, you know, my trajectory, it's because people like this, like I, I look at this list of people here. You know, uh, Roya is incredible. Jack, I mean, Jack Jack Mallers knocks it out of the park every time he has a mic in front of him. Uh, Gladstein, Troy Cross is is phenomenal. I love Margot. You know, Nat is the master of hitting a two minute news segment and ensuring that her talking points get out in those in that period of time. Like uh, again, Natalie Smolensky is awesome. Amanda. Uh, Again, there's just so many good people here. Um, And and to plant those seeds in the midst of a bear market, so that when the irrationality is running at maximum during another cycle, you're going to have the people that have already kind of, quote unquote, been orange pilled, but like understand the general value proposition and and kind of why bitcoin was created in the first place they'll have that underlying knowledge to be able to 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 cut through the fluff to under as you said understand the signal the high you know they've got high signal here and when when people when they get the barrage of bs that comes with the bull market it'll help them cut through it so much quicker so i'm i'm I am now very bullish on this uh, because I didn't realize like the, how many people were involved and the quality. Uh, again, watching uh, Fatty. Uh, is that how you say his name? Fatty? Yeah. Yeah. Watching him speak in, in Oslo last year was incredible. Um, yeah. Oh, man. Good for you. I'm, I'm so glad that you're you're a part of this. Uh, so th- thanks for bringing it. I'll, I'll open it up to, to Jordan or La- uh, Lana if you guys want to tag in.
1: I was just going to ask, so th- is this event open to the public? Is it open to like, anybody can get tickets? Are they? I think I saw a tickets link.
2: Yeah, so it's invitation only. Okay. Uh, uh, we are kind of capped at how many people we can have. But you can go on our website and apply for a ticket. Odds are we'll accept you because we've still got some spaces. But uh, those are rapidly going to like vanish. Uh, we're selling a couple of tickets a day. Uh, to plebs and you know we're trying to to keep most of the audience non-bitcoiners right like uh, we want people there to hear the message uh who 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 have not heard it before uh but that's why we're partnering with uh i'm actually not sure whether we're going to partner with swan or bitcoin magazine up in the air i think we're going to partner with swan actually i was going to say bitcoin mag but I think we're actually doing it with Swan, but they're they're going to be well. Okay. They're, 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 well, you know, talk talk to talk to Bitcoin Magazine's marketing budget because uh, you know, we we have. But uh, no, look, the uh, the event is going to be live streamed, so we're not we're not trying to hide any of our conversations from the public. Uh, you know, the entire event you'll be able to watch for free from home from your computer. Uh, but if you want to come join us in person. Uh, tickets are a thousand dollars so it's steep but uh it's also a tax write-off so when you've got capital gains to offset and bitcoin moons again uh (laughs) your your ticket purchase can be used to offset your your capital gains so i'll I'll leave it at that
0: can i can i spend my non-kyc space heater sats on this or (laughs) you 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 sure can uh
2: you can just you can just send us sats we don't have to know anything about you we don't have to disclose you to anybody so if you've got some non-KYC stats, although you don't need to... I, I won't comment on the tax implications of those, but uh, may, maybe you want to be sending your KYC stats if you're going to write it off.
0: I, I, w- I wanted to ask, um, in regards to the, the audience, obviously, you know, you got uh, you got Bitcoiners that are interested in coming, but you said you, you, want, you want people to hear the message that have not heard it before. What is the tactic employed or what are the tactics employed in getting the type of people you want to hear this message in the room, because I, I yeah. imagine that's got to be a, t- a tough sell. Like wh- when it's a bull market, everybody's like, geez, like maybe I should pay attention to this. When it's a bear market, it's it's kind of like, I mean, in this past year, there's been a lot of attention on it, but it's negative attention. So how do you, you know, go, go past that and still grab the attention of somebody that is, going to want to be in the room and listen to what is said.
2: Yeah. Well, in some ways, you know, I think especially in the policy world, you know, there's a bit of a Streisand effect where, yes, there's a lot of negative attention, but that kind of means people are more interested in in like learning. And so, you know, not only do I hope, but I actually know for a fact that a lot of the people that will be coming to this are, are people that are anti Bitcoin. Or, mm-hmm. or Bitcoin skeptical, which is, you know, exactly kind of who we want there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the other reason is that, you know, the way we do this is uh, all, all of our work tries to sort of tie Bitcoin into uh, already existing policy issues. So if you're a staffer or a legislative aide who is working on, uh, you know, uh, uh, financial inclusion... Well, you know, and we've probably talked to you before about Bitcoin. So, you know, we we sent you uh, marketing materials that told you about the financial inclusion panel, same with energy, with national security, with privacy. So I think a lot of our audience will be sort of kind of coming in and out throughout the day, like people that work on national security issues will come for the national security content. People that are interested in CVDCs will come to the... Uh, you know, hour and 10 minutes we're devoting to, you know, uh, bashing CBDCs. (laughs) So, uh, you know, I I think in a lot of ways, digital asset regulation has become uh, kind of an issue du jour uh, in in Washington. And so, uh, you know, I think uh, that's why people are coming uh, is because they've heard about this maybe once or twice at their job. They realize that it's not going anywhere. And then they see Oh, uh, here's a place where I can learn more about this, uh, you know, in in a way that I'm the way that I'm used to, uh, like going to a, a think tank summit. So, yeah.
0: yeah. Chris Alimo was was saying uh, David Zell getting them in the room. He's 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 enticing Elizabeth Warren's anti crypto army. Uh, I mean, <laughs> again, to your point, you want the skeptics in the room because the skeptics. Have only really heard one side of the story. They they go to the digi-economists type of content and and they read that and don't realize that you know those studies and, and that data has is is old and debunked and poorly researched and and they they don't realize that there's this entirely different aspect to to Bitcoin and you also you do kind of want the people that see the problems with quote unquote crypto to come too, because then you can very much say, I mean, we're kind of with you on that. Like I was just,
2: I was just about to say, like, we, we actually met with Elizabeth Warren's some of her staff recently. And Mm -hmm. I think they were super surprised when we started off the meeting being like, yeah, we actually agree that, you know, uh, Crypto is kind of a giant scam and that pretty much everything out there is like a Ponzi scheme. They're like, wait, what? I thought you guys were you yeah. know, were crypto lobbyists. We're like, no, no. We you know, the 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 Elizabeth Warren camp and the Bitcoin Maximalist camp actually have quite a bit in common when it comes to their their views on 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 shit coins and on unregistered securities. So it is kind of a, a a fun launching off point where you have a conversation with someone that, you know, you expect to completely disagree with and then you sort of, or they expect to completely disagree with you and you sort of flip it on its head by being like, yeah, we, uh, we, we agree about this big thing. And then everything after that, you know, you're, you, are you are a little bit more credible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I, okay. So there's, there's somebody in the chat that says, do you actually believe, most people are just ignorant or do you actually believe that they're resistant, like gatekeepers of the control system? I mean, in my opinion, I I think there's a mix. There's definitely those that, you know, they, they are, are not only incentivized, but you know, just, just scared to shift to anything different. But I do, I do believe that there's also those that are just misinformed that, that don't understand really anything about bit i mean i, I didn't understand anything about yep. bitcoin even when i thought i understood bitcoin um i you know it, it's it's kind of this this up and down where it's it's the midwit meme where yes. it's like i don't understand bitcoin <laughs> the midwit says they understand bitcoin and then like the 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 person the the genius realizes the that they don't it. understand bitcoin <laughs> Um, and so it's, but it's, it's experiencing that over and over again, because you always feel like, I don't understand. I finally get it. Oh, I don't understand. Oh, wait, I finally know. And it's, it's this back and forth because there's always more to learn. And so, yeah, I, I do think, I do genuinely think there are a lot of people that just don't understand and are ignorant. But I also do think that indeed, there are many people that are directly incentivized and Acknowledge I mean the what's the number the number one guy who totally gets it is uh what's the guy who's he he's hanky
1: no. no no
0: not hanky uh I mean although yes but yeah. um there's there's uh, um a representative I, I'm trying to remember but he's, he's Sherman Sherman Brad Sherman Brad yeah Sherman. oh man he totally gets it uh, and he hates it for the right reasons. Uh, but he's he's one of the few that's like, I get it and I hate it. He, he does group like crypto and Bitcoin all together. So he doesn't fully get it. But like it, he gets the general concept and like the what he perceives as the threat. And uh, and he's kind of bang on. But also, I mean, tough. This is just the world that you live in. It exists and the world just has to grapple with the fact that it exists.
1: Yeah. In some ways, I think, it, I mean, again, not to be too sympathetic, but if you, if you just think trying to think about it logically, like, I mean, in order to understand Bitcoin, I mean, you, you have to, this is like several hundred hours, you know, like if, when you go down the rabbit hole, it's like hundreds, if not thousands of hours. And if these guys are politicians, they're building their, you know, they're building their careers, all these political careers, you know, it, it totally makes sense that they're not going to have, you're not going to see Elizabeth Warren like, Hey guys, I'm going to take time away from my presidential campaign to study Bitcoin for a month, you know, like that, that's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, and so it, yeah, again, not that I'm sympathetic to Elizabeth Warren on 99% of things, but that I really do appreciate David, you know, you articulate in that really, you guys had a lot more in common. So that, that gives me, that's encouraging yeah. to me.
0: Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of like the, you, dr- you draw the parallel of, I mean, Peter Schiff is almost a Bitcoiner, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. just, you just can't get over the, the, the lack of physicality. That's his main thing, right? Like he's, he's like, if if he could just get over that one little sticking point and, you know, the fact that he could rectify, you know, the, the thing that was closest to achieving what I want to achieve lacked a few properties that just, you can't rectify, you know, he has that one stumbling block, but in terms of values Peter Schiff is more or less completely aligned with Bitcoiners. He just, you know, there's incentive there, but also he just he just can't move past the fact that, like, he, again, what's the definition of insanity? Trying the same thing again and expecting different results. We go back to a gold standard. What happens, right? That peg might be there for a little bit, but you, you can dissolve a peg twice. So... Nonetheless, I don't know. Uh, uh, Lana, do you want you want to tag in here, too?
3: Yeah, well, I mean, I know you mentioned Liz Warren having uh, to spend some time. She can start with the white paper that's now on her Mac, so <laughs> she
0: can <laughs> she can have some
3: light uh, weekend reading there. But honestly, so when it comes to the comparison of gold to go back to Jordan, um, the, the couple of the points that you made proof of work, like. I know we have the ESG side when it comes to Bitcoin, but looking at the proof of work that actually goes into gold, like even say we could go back in our time machine and go back to a gold standard. Great. We'd, we'd stabilize the dollar, but also what does that mean for mining gold and and the human beings? Like talk about that proof of work, right. From a humanity perspective, I don't want to ever go back to that. Um, And it's, it's still happening every day, but to, to increase the demand as, as that being pegged to the dollar, I would never advocate for that.
0: Yeah. I, 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 uh, one, one thing that you touched on there. Um, I mean, assuming Elizabeth Warren is not on a typewriter, I would assume she's a, a windows girl. Uh, no,
3: we have, a, we posted a photo from Bitcoin magazine. She's on a MacBook.
0: Oh, wow. Oh geez. Yeah, cutting edge. Then, all right. So it's it's
3: in her hands. Whether or not she actually saw our tweet, it's in her hands.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. Well, post that line of code in your terminal and uh, and you know get reading. It's only nine pages, Liz. You can do it. <laughs> um, awesome. All right, um, David did you did you want to tag anything else on? Do you want to direct any? So like the the website, I'll bring it up again here. Uh, one second. Uh, so here's the uh, btcpolicysummit.org is the event. It's April 26th, 2023 at the National Press Club Ballroom. Uh, there's a link to get tickets and there's also an, a request invitation button. Uh, so request away. Uh, also btcpolicy.org if you want to check out what they're doing. Uh, Dave, did you want, David, do you want to take, tag in anything else uh, that people should check out or any final thoughts?
2: No, uh, thanks for having me. I think uh, I think what we do in April is going to be an incredible event. I'm excited to uh, to see how it all turns out, and uh, hopefully, you guys are excited to uh, to tune in or uh, uh, be with us there in person.
0: Awesome, yeah. I'm, I I do want to watch this one. I'm very curious to kind of see how the information is presented. I'm always looking for new ways to yep. to present ideas. Uh, to different types of audiences. And I think Bitcoiners would do well to to look at ways that they can present ideas not based on their understanding of it, but based on who you are speaking with. Um, It's so important to understand and ask questions of the person that you're talking to, not impose your knowledge upon them because Bitcoin speaks to different people in different ways. And to Jordan's point earlier, Again, like there's a whole community of Christians that have identified with Bitcoin and understood it because of certain values. But those values aren't the same for every single person. And so you need to hone in on what's important to that individual and then hone in on how Bitcoin applies in that situation. So, yeah. All right. Well, uh, we're going to do a final rotation here. Um, just before we do that rotation, David Wong would like you guys to know that Bitcoin and Dogecoin are the same. They are both recording on a public ledger. They are cryptos. (laughs) Thank you, David. Never change. Uh, Very much value your input. Um, I, my entire, uh, existence has been challenged with that little bit of information. Just look
3: at Twitter. It's always there. <laughs>
1: I just, I just want to point out that chivalry is truly and utterly dead. We made, we made Lana go last, so yeah. this is. Yeah, my no, mother it's, would be mortified.
0: It's <laughs> awesome! All right, it's well, been good hearing
3: you guys because I've, yeah. I've never been on this show, so it, it was good to hear the riffing and, and I was planning in my head and plotting the whole time.
0: Well, I'm, I'm glad because you're up next, and I'm going to again, I'll, I'll start you off with. Very simple question. Same as the others. Why are you bullish? Take it away.
3: Sure. So I'm going to give the shortest possible elevator pitch of of my background and my own creative career to this point that led me to working in Bitcoin to answer that question. So I always actually planned on being a stay-at-home mom. I knew from every age I can think of that I wanted to be a mother, that I wanted to raise my family, that I wanted to be the traditional woman, sorry, feminists everywhere. I, I truly <laughs> always really aspired to be the mom of the family and, and make that my career. Uh, went to college and and hustled to, to start my own business from a very young age so that I could save up, plan, work for myself, never need the nine to five. Um, on the way, I, I visited a couple industries, big pharma, didn't like big pharma, working in that capacity. Legal cannabis distribution—that was a fun little riff. Ended up in Bitcoin, uh, mostly just because uh, all that to say, it never worked out in a fiat world for me to be a stay-at-home mom. the The idea of a one-income household is just not attainable for the masses at this point. And if I if I have to work, obviously I have to work. We money's broken. What can we do? If I have to work, I need it to be in Bitcoin. I need it to be knowing that, like future. Men, women, whomever—it uh, doesn't matter who wants to aspire to to be the family rearer or to be um, more involved in their children's lives. I I want to give that option back to people because that's not an option for me. Unless Balaji is right, I don't think it's going to be an option for me anytime in in necessarily ah uh, my my working years. And I'm also watching in real time working years are just being extended. Look at France—it's it's just it's trending all in the wrong direction and we're all just in this system where, okay, we're living to work, we're living to work, we're living to work. Um, people are starting side hustles, people are starting side jobs and getting second and third jobs just to make ends meet and feed their families, uh, even in nations as as uh, overly successful as America. Like, we are exceptionally blessed here to have all of the freedoms that we have and all of the uh, resources available to us, even just down to like my fridge full of food. I'm very grateful for, but I also um am aware that we're kind of at the top of, of those uh resources just being so readily available. So if it's this difficult for for us, difficult being a very relative term, um I really do see <laughs> I, I, I don't see it personally, but I see just how how that that entire spectrum is really, really hurting families. Um And it's, it's kind of breaking the idea of a traditional family. And that's, that's my reason Um, to loop back to my working in Bitcoin. Very thankful that I'm working in this space um, and I'm bullish because of the work that I'm doing. I'm super thankful, super thankful to be working for, for Bitcoin magazine and for the conference, we are putting the largest stage out there for, for Bitcoiners obviously, but I'm personally driven by the non-Bitcoiners. I want to position, continue to position this company with my incredible team toward people that don't understand yet, people that are completely put off. They're watching the five o'clock news. They're hearing how we're killing the earth. That's fine. Let's have those conversations. We're bringing speakers that are having those conversations. We're addressing all of those issues. I don't want to live in an echo chamber of Bitcoiners. I love the echo chamber of Bitcoiners. It's the most fun. That's what, that's what I do with the... the um the meetups that I go to. Thank you, Vegan Warrior. <laughs> but it's really just, I am really thankful that my job gives me the ability to talk to so many people that don't yet know why they care about Bitcoin or don't yet know why Bitcoin is really a tool to, to help bring back the family matter, the family uh, dynamic.
0: I love this topic so much. Um, again, it, it, this is something that me and my wife talk about a lot, as she's kind of She's coming into the Bitcoin fold. Like she was always very supportive as I kind of shifted my focus. She's like, as, you know, as long as as long as our family's OK, then, you know, you you go and do what you're passionate about. But um, she since uh, she started helping me with with the channel and everything. So she, like <laughs> literally she will go through this episode in a few weeks time and she will pick clips of like, oh, I liked that part where they ranted about this thing and, and she'll clip it up and it'll go up on Twitter. And so you might see a tag here and there of like, oh, she, you know, here's a, here's a clip cool. from the show. And so she started to do that. And, and you know, she's kind of learned through osmosis about like the basics of e- using and interacting with Bitcoin. and 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 she does these clips. And then I also I pay her in Bitcoin for for doing the work. And then she goes and she like pays, you know, for whatever and converts and and has her own wallet and everything. So she's, she's getting it, but she went to her first Bitcoin event last October in, in Charlotte, uh, for HODL ween. Yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun and the Halloween party and everything that they did and there's a day of talks and everything. Guy Swan was there like there's it was it was a good time. I really enjoyed it. It was very like an intimate event like 100 and something people Um, like it was very like tight knit. It was was awesome Um, and she had a lot of fun and and she I think going to that she was like wow, I I didn't realize that I was going to enjoy the people so much, but mm-hmm. also there's a lot of you know there's a bunch of girls there too where she was talking with, and and they were like kind of those like traditional family values, and and it's almost like that mentality has become like a a uh, <laughs> how how do I even say it? It's 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 almost. Like, it's, it's a dirty word to say, like, oh, oh I, I want to I wanna go have, like, a, you know, traditional family, like, work, yeah. from, you know, somebody, one person goes and works and the other person works from home. And, and, and you know, like, she's gone, she's, she's got a career, she's a, a nurse, she actually works postpartum with newborn babies wow. and everything. Wow. Um, she's been doing that for a decade and everything. But also, we've got two kids, and she wants to spend a lot of time with them. So she's kind of, like, pared down the amount of work that she's doing. But this conversation comes up often of how do you live on a single income? This Don't. was the norm. Yeah, this was the norm before where as a single person could go and be, you know, the breadwinner for a family, go out and work and somebody could stay home and, and raise the children in an environment where you know your values are bestowed upon your kids and it's not somebody else that you know you have no idea what is being kind of instilled in them throughout the day. And so that has kind of gone away and and it's not just like you know people people go off and they do their jobs and the the other responsibilities of having a family and having a home and everything are taken care of because of the leaps forward in technology that we've enjoyed. No, all of those things still fall to those same two people Mm -hmm. to, and in some cases, one person to deal with all of that. And that's, it's crazy. And so the thing that I'm most excited about in and around your reason is that one, you're, you're, you're mentioning and recognizing the, the fiat, dissolution of of kind of the 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 typical family unit in an economic sense it's it's a forced economic reality that you can no longer if you choose to have a single breadwinner and have somebody that is is home being able to take care of the children exclusively you know and if if somebody chooses to live a different way i have nothing against that but it's the fact that that kind of
3: that choice was taken from us. Yeah,
0: that choice was taken. It's no longer a, 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 a financial reality for most people. Yeah. So, and the second thing is that we have people, yourself, my wife, the, the people that my wife met at in, in Charlotte where she started to clue in and be like, oh geez, this is actually a problem And I'm recognizing the root of the problem, the people that are most affected and, and forced into a different way of living, not, not by choice. Again, like it's totally different if somebody wants to go out and they're like, you know what, you know, I don't want to stay home. I want to go, I want to have a career totally different. But if, if you're a person that was, that's like, you know what, I would love to stay home and focus on the kids and, you know, have my husband go out and work or vice versa. If you're a person like that, that, you know, recognizing the root of that problem, where did this come from? Was it the, the evil companies that did it all? No, it's something you, you got to go deeper and it's the money is broken. And yeah. at, at the core of it, the, the, a, as say like a, a regular blue collar worker, the, the root of it, you're placed in a position where. You enter into an employment contract at a set rate and you say, my time is valued at X number of units per hour, whatever your local currency is. However, that contract is null and void with inside of a year. If you're in a a good Western nation that doesn't have a ton of inflation inside of a year, you're already looking at five to 10% of that being basically dissolved away. So you said my time is worth X amount, well next year it's worth less. That contract you entered into where you said my time is worth this, yeah, well it doesn't count anymore. And a few years down the road, you know, it, it's very quick before your time is effectively cut in half the value that you understood and entered into that contract with. And so I I think what I love about what what you brought up is that you, you've honed in on the problem, the cause of the problem, and you're utilizing the situation to you're using utilizing the situation and the hardship to funnel your effort into correcting that societal imbalance. You know, like you, yeah. you could be like, you know, right. what, I'm going to get a shit job and I, I guess this is just how it is. It's like, no, Bitcoin is the solution. Let's fix that so that this doesn't suck as much for everybody in the future.
3: Yeah. Well, and honestly, again, this is where like I'm sorry to feminists everywhere. I really am. But like there's a lot of maybe I'm just in the news funnel too frequently. There's a lot of complaining about problems right now lots of people are yelling about what they're unhappy with lots of people calling for solutions. The solution is literally here. Like we have that solution where it's, it's there for the taking, pick it up, start working in Bitcoin, start adopting Bitcoin, start uh, uh, participating in the circular economy. Um, that to me is the only, only exit path to this, this uh, road we're all on right now. And yeah, honestly, it's, I don't care if it fixes my problem. Like I'm, I'm hopeful that Bitcoin will afford me the right to homeschool my son when he's of school age. So Jordan, I might be hitting you up to find out Let's those go. homeschooling resources
0: Let's because I'm,
3: I'm a huge proponent of, uh, what you said about, I don't remember which one of you said it. I'm sorry about, um, maintaining those values of our family. We have very specific values that, uh, don't necessarily align with what school system our, our physical location would happen to have us enroll our children in. And that to me is a, a really big if that I'm not really willing to just like leave up to chance. Obviously, we can go private school, we can look at Catholic schools, we can look at public school system, whatever have you, but there's no sure solution like homeschooling for knowing that I'm raising my son and we're raising our children with with the values that we hold closest to us as a family.
1: There's a that's a fantastic point. So my my wife homeschools our our three oldest. We have four. So my wife homeschools our three oldest, and then our our youngest one is two and a half. So he's like running around. Phone, you know, see what everybody's into. I'm sure that's a but,
0: super calm environment to school. Yeah, right? yes, yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> then I'm like, this is, I'm in my walk in closet. Like, this is my office. So, like, <laughs> you know, occasionally, you know, one of the kids needs a talking to. So they come on in here and, you know, so we, we, working from home is a blessing. Um, I, I think there are a couple of things. So, one of the things that you're, that we're, we're talking about is that we, we have, we're not able to have anywhere near as much this today is like the idea of like a, um, of a a productive household. Um, The the reason why we invited uh, this guy, C.R. Wiley, to come uh, and speak at the Bitcoin conference, he is a Bitcoiner, but he's not like some super, you know, one of the more well-known Bitcoiners. Um, But he has written a number of books about this exact uh, concept. So he wrote a book called uh, The Household and the War for the Cosmos, um, it's just basically talking about how, um, you know, throughout most of human history, you'd have a, a productive household. It wasn't it wasn't dad leaving for the day. And then, you know, mom stays at home with the kids. Like that's the that's the a, a trope. And it's been true of, you know, the United States and you know, probably Europe to a, a lesser degree as a result of like the Industrial Revolution. But throughout most of human history, you'd have mom and dad working together and, you know, with the kids, the kids like kids were seen as valuable because they were more they helped you be more productive. And so you had, you know, you had kids who who were not problem causers, they were problem solvers. Um, and so this is why you had bigger families. This is why you had these kind of things. And so I just think, like, you know, getting back to this, you know, just getting back to this idea, and like being thoughtful and intentional uh, about what were the decisions that you're making and why, I think is a humongous reason why Bitcoin is valuable. Um, one of one of the things that I, I talk with people about is that I, I benefited from having a stay at home mom. Um, you know, like my, my parents made, I mean, my dad worked for a, a, a Christian nonprofit organization. And I mean, I, I want to say I'm like out of here. I think that for the vast majority of, of my growing up, my parents were making, my dad was making like thirty five, forty thousand dollars a year. So like, I mean, way just like not a lot. And my mom would take odd jobs here and there, but by and large, I had the, I had the privilege of having a mom who was in my life and who you know cared about me, uh, had time to invest in me, and the result, like you're saying, Lana, like the result of of just the money getting more and more worthless, uh, you know, right now. What that means is that if if mom has to go, if my if I were to grow up today, my mom would have to go get a job. That means so there's somebody else who is raising me and somebody else who's you know teaching me to see the world and and teaching me what to value and you know, a large, for a large number of people, that's the state, you know, via public schools, or that's uh, in the best case scenario, that's other family members. Uh, but just the, the incentive alignment, the farther that you get away from, you know, people who are from your parents, who's their likely, their livelihood is, is they are the most, in most cases, there are abuses, but like they're in, in most cases, the, the incentive alignment is most aligned the closer that you are um, you know, closer you know, with parents, with kids or, or whatever. Um, so this is, there's a quote that, that, that homeschool family, um, who's doing, it's a homeschool couple. Gosh, it's Scott is his name. It's horrible. That I can't remember his last name. Uh, but one of the things they have this quote, which is self custody, your kids. And I just love it. It's yeah. just so, it's just such a great quote, um, of like Bitcoiners appreciate the, you know, the, the importance of self custodying their, their Bitcoin. But when you think about the reality and the downstream effects of, of where you know who you give um, who you give permission to educate your kids and shape how they see the world, um, and when you think about the the consequences that that's even just purely the the, the effects that it's going to have on your own life, like ideally you know your kids are going to be part of who's taking care of you the older that you get, um, and so you want to be just really careful and be a good steward of the resources that are your kids um, you know, both for their own benefit and then for, for years down the road. So I just think both those are are just phenomenal points.
0: Yeah. I love that. Um, okay. A couple things I'm, I'm kind of like looking at the chat here and everything. Um, okay. So I, again, in and around the family (laughs) stuff, I guess I'll, I'll address that first. Um, yeah, there, I mean, there's, there's, you're right. A lot a lot of people I-, I feel like there's more tension between kids and parents now yeah. than, than you know if if you go back um you know X number of decades. And and that's because again, the the incentives around the schooling system, especially now. Um I'm I'm horrified. Like I had my 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 daughter, you know, she's part of like a Montessori program. I don't know if you guys have those in the mm-hmm. US. It's yep.
3: all about Montessori here. Okay. That's how we're raising our son as well.
0: Yeah, so so she's been in that, um, you know. She's just finishing kindergarten this year, but un- unfortunately, again, like with cost and everything, like she she she's delving into the public school system next year, yep. and I'm I'm horrified. I don't know what to expect. I mean, I you know, I I, I guess I, I went through the Catholic schooling system, but like, you know, it's different shades of the same. Yep. Um, and so, you know, I I think of the knowledge base that I had when I left school and I was prepared for nothing,
2: Mm. like
0: literally nothing. And I, I worry that, that the same will be true of my kids. And, and so like, we're, we're trying to rectify the fact, you know, to Lana's point of, like how uh, you you've got, you, you gotta have two in- incomes more or less in order to, to, to make it work right now, un- unless you're like lucky enough to be in a position mm. where, you know, that's working out We're And we're, you know, we're doing okay to the point where like my wife can work less, yeah but it's, yeah. it's not like I can just be by myself and, you know, without like making major, major changes to her life. Yeah. Um, And so I don't know, like uh, supplemental, uh, you know, after school stuff, trying to, trying to add in different things, trying to, uh, you know, take every moment that you can to, you know, try and instill your values in your kids and, and and make them have independent thought is, is kind of the more important thing I think is, is, you know, ask questions and, and, and question the why of, of the world that you live in. Don't just like take it take it at face value and say, this is how it is. Um, yeah. I, I think that's, that's important. Um, I, I, I think growing up just, just inherently growing up in a, in a Bitcoin household as, as again, people that aren't <laughs> in Bitcoin just wouldn't, again, to, to Jordan's point earlier, it's going to sound cringe to anybody who's not yeah. in a Bitcoin, but I feel like growing in a up in a household that questions why yeah. society runs the way it is, yeah. that. Through osmosis, you know, comes out in your kids, and they yep. and they start to ask, well, why why does it work that way, yeah. and why couldn't it be something different? And and so, yeah, I I, I think we've got a whole generation of kids that are going to come up. Number one, all of all of our kids, I have never lived in a world in which Bitcoin didn't exist, yep. and that's insane. Yep. that's so <laughs> cool. That is the yeah. coolest thing. Um, and so now it's just making sure us as parents communicate the why, why, why was this even necessary to create? And if if we can bestow that upon, upon our kids and more and more kids start to see that. And then society as a whole starts to see, well, you know, why is a certain sect of society seeming to lead better, happier lives that are, are not as like fraught with, with um you know so much heartbreak or or whatever it may be or or financial hardship or so on and so forth why what is the difference it, it appears they're on different systems um yeah. the other thing i wanted to mention you were talking about a a uh, a game earlier on that was you jordan right yes
1: that was me was it
0: hodl it i uh, think let me see. it uh designer uh Fungi Limited. Uh, they mentioned it. Chris, Chris Alimo said it in the chat. And he also said it was from Scott and Tally.
1: Yes, it's Scott and Tally. That's it. Okay,
0: Scott Tally. Yeah. So um, I, I'm trying to like look up. Chris, if you're watching and you got a website, drop it there. I don't know if it'll- I like,
1: can't work. remember, Scott. I'm like, Twitter's search is awful. It's so yeah. bad now. Like Because I <laughs> anyway. used, you, just
0: used to, you used to be able to just plug
1: in the- you know, first name and I could just pop it right up, but it's Scott something. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tally's yeah. his wife. Yeah. They're phenomenal. The game is great. I've heard people like say they loved it. So
0: I'm, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to take a look at it, but yeah, yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's, it, it looks interesting. I'm going to have to play with it and and I'll, I'll ask Chris and I'll, I'll bring it up. Maybe I'll get uh, the creators on at some point, but yeah. Anyways. Um, I, I think obviously David had, uh, uh, connection issues, or he got to his destination. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> um, but either way, um, we're going to start rounding it out. There's a certain way I, I, I like to usually wrap up episodes. And uh, the way I usually do that is we'll just do a quick round of one, any final thoughts that you may have in and around the episode, anything you, you wanted to get off your chest that you, you, didn't get a touch on, feel free to throw that out there. But also I like to ask, uh, Guest to throw out a recommendation, and the recommendation can literally be anything. So it could be, you know, something that you watched or read. So like a a a book, a a blog post, a uh, you know, a video, a whatever it may be. It could also be like an application or a website or a a device, a hardware device, something like that. Or it could be just like a general life lesson that that you you've kind of learned over the years that you think mentioning it to people watching would, would benefit them in their Bitcoin journey. So I'll I'll start to give you guys some time to to (laughs) think. Given I just threw that on you. Um, Yeah. So uh, final thoughts. I think my general thought from this conversation is that uh, regardless of your walk of life and your beliefs, um, Bitcoin is kind of like a great unifier because the, Benefits are so applicable to so many different people. I dare I say to everyone, maybe not central bankers, (laughs) but outside, unless unless you are running a central bank, it is very likely that Bitcoin could benefit you, too. And so I think it's it's one of the great unifying technologies of our generation, if not many generations And so I'm very excited to see that play out because just speaking from from myself, it's taken a a stance that I grew up with having like a a degree of animosity towards religion, just just because, I don't know, teenage years and I I went to Catholic school and whatever. And also like the, you know, I, I grew up in a mindset of, you know, and it's since shifted politically since then, but I grew up in a mindset of all oh, those damn conservatives are going to censor everything. I want to be able to think, to see and think what I want, you know, now it's totally opposite <laughs> end of the spectrum. <laughs> Censorship happy ones, but nonetheless, like I think, you know, people should be able to see and understand and, 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 you know, kind of form their own views, of the world and live as they see fit. And, you know, I'm kind of a libertarian in that sense. So, so my main point is, again, Bitcoin has taken me to a place where I, I don't view it as like this camp of beliefs, this camp of beliefs. It's more um, kind of the, the ability to live your life freely without somebody stepping in the way, as long as you're not ruining somebody else's life in the process. Mm. and And so... Um, I've, I have a newfound appreciation for people that, you know, live by whatever their mor- moral code is. And, and they say, you know, these things are important to me. I'd like to, uh, I, I'd, I'd like to exude them in, in, in my day-to-day life. And so, yeah, it, it, it has taken an entire, group of people on the planet to me that where I I would have had like some preconceived notion. And now I'm more, much more appreciative Mm -hmm. of people that I meet day to day. And so I I think, I think this phenomenon is not unique to myself and I think it will continue to proliferate. So that's, that's my main takeaway terms of recommendations. Um, I guess I'll just call back to my original topic. Uh, if you've not dabbled into Bitcoin mining, what better time? Go ahead. There's, a, the, again, check the YouTube channel. There's a, a video tutorial and you can get an, an S9 for cheap and, and you can learn. And, and if you use it nothing, for nothing other than learning, fantastic. If you live in a colder place and you're going to use it as a space heater, even better. Um, but learn, partake in the network. It's a whole other level to to being a bitcoiner and even if you don't do it permanently being uh, understanding that part of bitcoin is important in my opinion and you know you can always grab the s9 not grab the enclosure learn a little bit and then resell it to somebody for 100 bucks or something so there's there's not a lot to lose there and there's plenty of knowledge to gain so so dive in uh just look up the s9 uh, space heater tutorial that I just dropped and uh, and learn and become a better educated Bitcoiner. So I'll leave that there. Uh, Jordan, I'll toss it to you. Final thoughts, recommendations, take it away. Yeah. Um,
1: man, a couple of things. Uh, basically, one of the things that, that I would say is just one of the things that, again, it being Good Friday, one of the things that I just, I think about that's it's, it's the example of, so like, you know, Jesus dies for, for the sins of the world. This is the, this is the you know, the story. Um, so he, he dies for people's sins. So he, he basically lays down his rights, lays down, he could live this easily. He didn't need to, you know, he didn't need to come and do what he did, but he lays down his rights so that other people can, can have a benefit that they weren't going to have otherwise. And so when I think about that, I think about it, I think about Bitcoin it makes me think about, makes me think about more than Bitcoin, but I think about Bitcoin. And one of the things that I see within this community are people who are I? I see. Actually, Ben, you are one of the people who I, I think most about this. Like, you're somebody who, um, you know, you you create resources for people who do not understand Bitcoin to understand Bitcoin. Bitcoin is hard to understand on on a lot of fronts, and you make these videos to make understanding these concepts and tools and all these different things easier and more approachable for people who are new. And I just think like this is this is the this is the it, it's um it's one, it's one example of, of humility. And it's an example of um, just maturity to, to try to live your life in such a way that, you know, you're living for the, for the benefit of other people and trying to figure out how can I, how can I help the people who are around me understand and reconcile with the difficult things that are in their life? If, if it's something like understanding Bitcoin, if it's something like you know whatever it is in your life, there's all kinds of people who are going through unimaginably difficult things um, in in their families and whatever it is. And I just think that it's, it's one it's one element of being involved in Bitcoin that I just I appreciate. Um, I see these people um, again, there's in, in the case of people who are working within Bitcoin, there is a monetary incentive. Uh, but I've seen plenty of people within the Bitcoin community do things that don't make monetary sense um you know give lots of time to explain issues for free you know on twitter um and i just think that's that's just something i i just the more i'm in the, this community um i just really appreciate that aspect um, i think one other element that's closely tied to that is uh the element of humility uh the humility that bitcoin bitcoin forces you to be humble because it re- it forces you to realize that you don't understand the world as well as you think you do um you know there's if 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 we could be that this happened this this conception or this this question has come to my mind multiple times is if I could be so wrong about money for so much of my life, <laughs> what else is in my life that I'm wrong about? That I'm so confident that I understand, you know, what are these other things in my life that are like this where because of the way I've been raised, or the way I haven't been raised, or you know, the these the people who I've surrounded myself with. Um, you know, I, I think about fiat, like fiat is so so damaged and, and altered at how I I see the world, it relates to money, how I, you know, when you you see political issues differently because once you understand how money touches everything else, you reckon you recognize that all it takes is a couple degree turn. It's like it's like playing golf. You, know, the, you can have a shot that as soon as it hits the ball, as soon as the club hits the ball, they look very similar side by side. They might only be one degree different, you know, the in terms of the, um, the trajectory. But when you extrapolate that out a couple hundred feet, the two balls are completely, you know, far apart. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that it, it Bitcoin is one it's a it's a great one of the greatest elements of it is it forces you to reconsider your biases and reconsider things that you thought you knew and thought you were certain about. Um, so I think those would be the the two lessons. Um, in terms of just last things that I would want to mention, uh, tools, you mentioned like something either a website. Actually, I found that website, it's freemarketkids.com. Um, go go check out the resources that they have there. They actually have thank God for Bitcoin uh on their website. Um, so yeah, if you're I, I think you can pick up a copy there. I actually just sent them a box of books uh the other day. But yeah, there's Hoddle Up is the name of the game. They've got a, a bunch of different um just, you know, uh, uh, like iterations of, of the game. Um, but that, that's one thing. Another one I I is uh mutiny wallet, uh, Paul Miller and, uh, Tony Giorgio. And who is the other one? Do you know offhand Ben? Who's the other one?
0: I, I can't remember. I, I was looking at it the other day. Um, and I signed up
1: Tony and there's one more person, but they, they did, um, Mutiny wallet. And it's, this is a wallet that has, it's, it's a privacy focused wallet. It has CoinJoin built into it. I just, I I saw that I was like, how has no one done this yet? Like that is such a fantastic, or maybe just maybe there are some others that I'm just not aware of, but yeah, so I'm just super excited um, and thankful for Paul. Paul's been, uh, been a great friend, thankful for him and excited for his, his new project. Um, The last thing on my front, I just wanted to say thank you uh, and just point out that for uh, the thank God for Bitcoin conference we have Swan is going to be uh, Swan Bitcoin is sponsoring that conference Start Nine who's sponsoring your show is the spark, uh, sponsor sponsoring that conference Fetty, uh, Justin Moon and those guys uh, are going to be sponsoring the conference Crypto Tax Audit um, helping us get our taxes in order you know this time of year um, they're going to be sponsored Crowd Health uh, Andy's a, a good become a good friend uh, Ibex from uh, El Salvador and then Esteco as well. Um a keen so Beautyon is gonna be speaking uh at the conference as well. Nice. So he's he he's uh both uh loved and uh <laughs> hated slash not sure. People aren't sure what to think about him on, on Twitter a lot of times, but he had a I had a conversation with him and he's a great guy. So Aztec is gonna be sponsoring as well. So just super thankful for those guys, these Bitcoin companies uh making making our event possible. So
0: I love it. I love it. Uh also to touch on mutiny wallet here. I love that the example wallet that they have here activity they have an out transaction for bitcoin beefsteak
1: yes
0: (laughs) (laughs) love
3: it they know their audience
0: yeah exactly that's fantastic (laughs) um beauty on yeah he's an interesting one i mean to be honest if if you're a person where uh you you garner equal amounts of praise and hate from the same people you're probably somewhere in a good (laughs) range where you're willing to like question the current yep. narrative, but you're not, uh, you, you know, you're also, you, are probably somewhere safely along the line. That's yep. reasonable. So <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Um, awesome. Well, thanks for that. Uh, Lana, I'm going to toss it to you as well. Final thoughts, recommendations, take it away.
3: Sure. So final thought, um, mostly this is from when I visit the normie world with like my, my friends that aren't yet orange pills. uh, we're all humans, we're all on the same playing field. Don't like don't let traditional media convince you that everyone is against you, everyone is bad, everyone is fighting. I feel like there there's just so much animosity and so much conflict that is completely orchestrated by, by media narratives. And we don't need to be fighting one another. Like we're all struggling under a fiat system at different capacities we're we're all looking for the right ways to to be happy to raise families to to just live a healthy life a, a long life um contribute to society so my my lesson is just tune out of all of the negative uh the news cycle sometimes touch grass and get fresh air hug friends tell your loved ones that you love love them and and not to sound super like hippie but just just Try to be more present as a human on a human level without constantly having to turn to politics, constantly having to feel like you have to pick a side. And mm-hmm. I think the beauty of Bitcoin, and it's been touched on before, is you don't have to pick a side. Bitcoin is for everyone. Mm-hmm. There's benefits for everyone. So so just kind of try to remind yourself like there's there's only so much need for for real conflict and it it's being shoved in our faces from a lot of different places and a lot of different channels and just do your best to just check out of that sometimes
0: yeah divide and conquer is the tactic and uh you you conquer that by unifying i think yeah yeah
3: yeah and if you if you kind of peel away these all the forces to like we're forced to pick sides politically uh whatever there's so many different things that i feel like i have to pick certain labels for even religious and non- um, if you peel away all of those different layers, there's so much more common ground than you can actually um, actually just see at a surface level. So just try to do that. Um, and so that's, that's my lesson. And then my recommendation, uh, two and one is a shill, one isn't. Um, <laughs> for, for alternatives to media, obviously, Bitcoin Magazine is centris- censorship resistant. And I'm really thankful that there is there's a media outlet that there's so many media outlets in Bitcoin, truly, like you put out great content, um, anyone with with um, a vision and something to say and something can, can, to contribute, there, there's platforms to to be able to express uh, alternative viewpoints, say the things like beauty On, saying the things that sometimes we don't even want to hear. So just look into alternative media, look into alternative news sources. Uh, Bitcoiners are, are putting so much good content out there. It's it's free, most of it, it's available to the masses. So just do some research. We're all already on the Internet already. So just look at other alternative sources for, for getting your news and your content. Um, and then obviously come meet me at the Bitcoin conference. It's, it's going to be so. epic. And if you don't, I want to hear from people that don't already care about Bitcoin or don't already know about Bitcoin. Um, I'm doing some personal work with the rest of my team to, to put out a lot of content and put in a lot of value into this conference that isn't built for Bitcoiners. Obviously, there's going to be a ton of Bitcoin content, but obviously, we're in a bear market. Last year was super celebratory. Last year was like, hey, y'all, we're, we're doing it. Look at all time highs. <laughs> we're, we're riding the wave. This year's different. We're looking at, like, okay, who's still standing? Who, are we okay? Are you okay? Checking in and leveraging. Like, this is the time to be building. We're talking to builders. There's gonna be builders. There, there's gonna be people that are just looking for jobs in the space with all the layoffs, with all of the the economy shaking out the way that it is. So this conference is built for this market. And I'm super excited to talk to people that have never heard of Bitcoin before and are just trying to figure out what what's going on.
0: Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. I I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast to to see everybody again. It's such a such a great gathering of people and like Bitcoiners are good at honing in on the signal and you know bull markets there can be a a lot of noise that happens um bear markets are a unique opportunity and my first time attending one of these conferences was bear market 2019 yeah so you know yeah and it was great like and it was the first event that I attended where it was it was Bitcoin focused. It was the first time that I heard the word shitcoin uttered in public unapologetically
3: <laughs> live on stage it's such yeah. a
1: fantastic word I, I just I it's, such, it's so perfect
0: <laughs> I like walk back to, I, I walked past the conversation and somebody was like, yeah anyways, all these shitcoins and everything. and I was like,
3: <laughs> wait, we can say that here. I
0: was like that was a Wow, that was a regular conversation. Like, didn't they didn't even say? I mean, I'm a Canadian, so I was like, they didn't even say sorry for saying that. <laughs> so, you, but nonetheless, ben, yeah. ben, do
1: you have a do you have a coupon code for um, for the Bitcoin conference? You have like a? I
0: I do. Yes, uh, BTC sessions. Is it BTC? Oh, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. cool. remember? It's, you know?
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Big shout out to Mike Germano. We met last year and hung out. I'm looking forward to seeing him again and uh yeah shout out to ck ck retweeted the link to the show yes um i'm trying to think of other i don't those are the only other bitcoin mag people i saw but appreciate. there's it.
3: brandon there's rizzo there's christmas there's george McHale. yep uh, yeah yeah important.
0: yeah yep. george, george was on a couple weeks ago so yep. yeah i was just glad to have him i i hope that i get uh to like i would love for both of you and david uh to to meet my wife she's coming down with me no way oh that's awesome yeah so it's gonna be we're gonna be in miami for a week um very excited but she's coming out to all the stuff we're going to the pleb party we're going to the cocktail thing we're going to the after party she's going to be hitting up all the events with me so um again i i hope this experience for her is much like it was in charlotte where she meets and gravitates towards people and she's like you know she's uh she gets it. um, And and she just, she's like, I don't know, I feel out of my element. I feel like she's going to get there. She's gonna have a blast. Because um, again, like, I I feel like just uh, in, in terms of values and everything, she's gonna identify very closely with a lot of people there. So Yeah, Yeah. she she absolutely
3: will. And also, I don't know if your wife is on Twitter, but if she is, uh, maybe have her DM me because I think there's also a couple of things I can point her to by way of programming and and things that might help her feel, like find her way and, and feel a little bit more included.
0: She is. Actually, anybody watching, she's at Mrs. Sessions. (laughs) <laughs> right I Love it. so Love yeah it. The, since since she's clipping up the shows she needs to be able to uh like follow and get Twitter handles and everything so she's been <laughs> poking around but she'll be probably when she comes to the conference she'll probably start like actually actively posting oh I'm here I met this person and so on and so forth so um yeah so anyways if if you're looking for her, at Mrs sessions, uh and uh it's funny as soon as i told people she was on twitter she had like 500 followers in like an afternoon (laughs) (laughs) which was hilarious um but anyways i i want to thank the both of you and all also hat tip to to david for for joining in earlier and uh thank you guys so much for being here this was a fantastic conversation i really enjoyed all of your company and uh and you're welcome back anytime i i can't wait to see you both in miami
3: Likewise, thank you for having me. Uh, shout out to Alex McShane for, for, sorry if you can hear my child in the background trying to get in, <laughs> he knows, step for five. Uh, but shout out to Alex McShane for being gracious enough to offer me his spot when he had a last minute uh, engagement. So appreciate being able to slide in.
1: You yeah. had to teach guys to choke each other out. So yeah. <laughs> you know, we just worked out well. So <laughs> oh awesome. I appreciate you, Ben. Thank you for what you do. Appreciate it. It was great to meet you, Lana. Looking forward to
0: meet, seeing you guys in Miami.
3: Likewise. See you guys in Miami. Thanks.
0: Awesome. Thank you both. I'll see you soon. Bye. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for being here, for watching, for partaking in the chat. Always appreciated. Uh, again loved everybody on the show uh david i hope you got to your destination safely and uh and you just had to duck out a little bit early uh jordan lana much appreciated uh again what a fantastic conversation everybody in the chat thank you for being here the whole time uh narwhal lana knocked it out yes absolutely um anyways of course guys thank you for being here I'm going to reiterate it again. If you're intimidated by mining, honestly, again, it was my first time trying out mining. I had no idea what I was doing. It is possible. You can get a cheap unit and just learn. Even Again, even if you end up saying, I'm not going to do this all the time. It's too hot where I live. Just resell it. You can Again, these things like if you're not holding it on for onto it for too long, use it as a learning tool and then, you know, pass it on to the next person. You'll be able to do that. No problem. Uh, but I, I do recommend that so Everybody kind of get a little bit of mining knowledge. Uh, I don't know why I was intimidated for so long. It's, it's not that difficult and just play and learn. Um, again, please do like sub share all those things. They help a ton in, uh, getting more viewers on the channel. Uh, of course, You can hit up the previously mentioned sponsors in the show notes down below. HODL HODL for those non-KYC sats. CoinKite for securing your non-KYC sats. Nunchuck for your inheritance planning and uh, assisted multi-sig, if you so choose. And Start9 for running your full Bitcoin stack and your sovereign computing. Uh, We were talking a bunch about Miami. There's going to be a ton of stuff. Uh, Be sure to check out, again, if it speaks to you, go check out Thank God for Bitcoin. Um, again, the, the quality of people there, I, I mean, looking at that, that list of speakers, those guys are awesome. Um, so they're fantastic. Uh, TG, I always have to think through the acronym in my head, TGFB.com go from there. Uh, anyways, if you're looking to still get tickets to the conference in Miami, by the way, travel restrictions li- lifted, if that was a factor for you, no longer, you can get down to Miami right away. Well, male, Ameth, you can get down there. <laughs> don't don't jump the gun too early. But you can make it well in time for the conference. Uh, B.TC slash conference. Ticket prices go up. I'm looking at the ticker now. In four hours and 46 minutes and 21, 20, 19 seconds. Anyways, tickets go up at regular intervals in price. So if you're looking to get tickets sooner is better than later. If you're unsure if you can attend your kind of 50/50, you can grab tickets now and resell later. shouldn't be a problem given that prices go up from here on in. Uh, you can sell them for what you get now uh, and and not have a risk of uh, losing the ticket price. Um, but also you can use code BTC sessions you will get 10% off the ticket price which is also helpful as well. Uh, Side note, I am, of course, doing my cold card deep dive workshop that is happening the day before industry day. So that will be uh, Wednesday, May 17th from 1 to 5 p.m. And what the event is, is effectively whether you've never touched a cold card, you're relatively new to cold card, or you want to get into the, the advanced features of Bitcoin, it will apply to you across the board. The idea is we're gonna get in the room four hours long. We're gonna start from the basics, set it up, use it, do your first air-gapped Bitcoin transaction. If you don't know what that is, you're in for a treat. Uh, then we're gonna you know make sure you back up things properly. We're gonna wipe the device. We're gonna restore it from scratch. We're gonna do all of that. And then we're gonna dive into the advanced features We're going to teach you about all of the crazy things that the cold card can do, which is a lot. There's a ton. Uh, So anyways, you can head to my website to grab the tickets. You can both grab tickets. And if you need a cold card and all the peripherals for that, you can also grab those there on the website, too. Uh, It's all down here um, on the main website. So you can just go to btcsessions.ca. Uh, and over on the right-hand side, there's a little thing that says in-person workshops. It will be listed there. You can grab tickets. It'll direct you to the right place. Uh, you can also book me for one-on-one sessions. So if all the free online tutorials, by the way, never feel pressured to send me sats. You can always get all of the education you need for 100% free on my YouTube channel. So if, if you're capable of just following along with the tutorial, it's all there. You can just... Everything free. I think that's important. It's incredibly important that people are able to educate themselves and they don't have to spend money. However, if you're a person and you're like, I need some additional handholding. I would love Ben to hold my hand lovingly and look down with a loving gaze and nod an approval as I as I properly execute the backup to my cold card wallet. I will gladly do that for you and beyond. You know whether it be privacy or setting up a node or wh- whatever you need. Anyways, you can book that through the website as well, btcsessions.ca. There's a private sessions section as well. There's also a getting started section. So if you need, if you have newbies that are like, where do I even start? Great, go to getting started. And I, I don't usually show this on the show, but um, there's there's a ton of stuff here um it starts you off with some good books to read where to get bitcoin very simply including non-kyc options bitcoin wallets that are basics to get started up securing your bitcoin with various hardware wallets and you know my favorites mentioned as well uh spending your bitcoin uh again running a node it basically runs the gamut from beginner to like hardened Bitcoiner all the way through. So again, you can go through that. That is on btc sessions.ca, the getting started section. And uh again, send that to your friends. There, there's your free Bitcoin education. Um, anyways, I'm gonna wrap it there. Thank you guys so much for being a part of the show. Of course, like, sub, share, hit the sponsors, any of the stuff that I mentioned before, hit the conference. I can't wait to see you, please. If you see me there, look for the beacon, look for the bright, shiny thing on my head. You will find me and just come up and say hello because um, I gotta say, I uh, at the last conference, I teared up multiple times, unbeknownst to the people who r- approached me, but I had so many people come up to me and say like, hey man, Like, you really changed the course of my life or you you taught me so much and you know i would I would keep a straight face during the conversation and then i'd walk away and i'd literally be kind of tearing up a little bit because it means so much to have people come up and 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 chat and say that they learned something it's a very important thing and and uh thank you to those of you that did and i hope to meet even more of you down in miami so thank you for that anyways I'm gonna wrap it up here uh if you Really liked what you saw. You can always drop a Bitcoin tip on my strike page. You don't need to strike to use it. Strike.me slash BTC sessions. Go there, type in any amount you want. Tip button, you'll see a lightning invoice or if you tap to the right, a Bitcoin QR code. With that, I am out. Have yourselves a wonderful day or evening, wherever you may be. I'll see you guys next time for your daily session. Model the Bitcoin